Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and today we're taking a look at Season 1, Episode 11 of Batwoman, entitled An Unbirthday Gift. So, as with every episode that I do about Batwoman, this is filled with spoilers, so if you have yet to watch the episode, I wouldn't listen, and you have been warned. So at the li- <clears throat> at the uh, end of the last episode, uh, Beth does return. Uh, Kate, of course, is highly suspicious. I mean, yes, she has brown hair, and uh, she's kind of saying that she's just come back from a semester abroad, and she's very confused why nobody recognizes her. But of course, you know, uh, with Kate dealing with Alice, and and nothing is as it seems, is naturally her first instinct is to attack Beth. And we really pick up with that again. Uh, we pick up with Kate seeing Beth in her office, Beth, of course, wishing her a happy birthday as they are twins. And on this particular day, it is their birthday. Um, And like we saw, uh, like we saw in the last episode, I mean, Kate pretty much confronts her, you know, who are you? Of course, you know, Alice and Mouse have been playing games all over Gotham, uh, going so far as to frame her father, Jacob, for the murder of Catherine. And, um, so, of course, she's very, very skeptical, um, not just because of the game playing, also because of like this, uh, I don't want to call it an ability, but uh, using skin grafts, Mouse is able to actually replicate anybody's face. And of course, as we know, he also has the ability to mimic any voice perfectly. So naturally, Kate is very suspicious. I mean, why should she believe that her sister is back? Um, so this episode actually picks up with her you know, attacking her, kind of like, you know, demanding to know who she is. And, you know, she's like, I'm Beth, you know, you're freaking me out. What's going on? Um, Just like we saw last week, uh, right away, she starts to kind of tug on her face. She wants to make sure that it's not a mask. Uh, (laughs) But that just doesn't convince her because uh, right away she begins to choke her, you know, and uh, Beth has a lot, you know, you're hurting me. And she's like, not yet. Beth does fight back. She actually has a can of mace in her bag. She sprays Kate's eyes and flees. Well, I guess calmer heads will prevail because... uh, Kate kind of realizes that, wait a minute, the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, this is really what it has to be. Um, With all the different Earths sort of collapsing and forming Earth Prime, there's going to be some spillover. Uh, Like I said, and again, it's very, very very minor spoilers for Supergirl, but we're seeing this on Supergirl. You know, we're seeing this, uh, you know, spilling over of other Earths uh, into into Earth Prime. So she realizes, uh, you know, she realizes it. Uh, not only that, I mean, of course, since Beth fleed, uh, she left behind her bag. She left behind her cell phone. And of course, Kate knows the password to it. It's Waffles, because as she said, it's the only password Beth could ever remember. Waffles. They unlock the phone. Um, <clears throat> Luke does a, a scan of the bag uh, and says that, you know, according according to his database, you know, these are Beth's fingerprints. However, when they look at her ID, um, the ID is not in the database. But, you know, Luke says it's it's probably, you know, not saying that it is a fake, but he's saying, you know, it's it's just way too good to be a fake. I mean, meaning that it's real. It's it's from another Earth. 
Um, like I said, they unlock her phone and, uh, you know, th- there's pictures of her and Kate together. So, you know, Kate feels horrible about it and she actually goes out because she knows, uh, you know, it's their birthday. So she knows where Beth will go. Uh, she actually finds her, um, just outside of that waffle stand. Uh, you know, this is a waffle stand that we saw way back when in the first couple of episodes when, um, she wanted to meet with Alice and, uh, <clears throat> because she she was convinced that she could turn Alice, um, bring her back, bring her back as Beth, and uh, you know this waffle stand is really linked with the two of them. Uh, you know they say they would go there after school all the time, and of course with today being their birthday, you know Kate just knows that this is where um, her sister is going to go. So she heads on over there. They they reconcile. She begins to explain all about the multiverse, <clears throat> but it's, it, it happens that. Um, happens that Beth actually is is a student of astrophysics. Uh, It turns out that while she was studying abroad, she wrote this whole paper on pretty much what's really what happened. Like she actually said, you know, she shouldn't be surprised that there is a multiverse and that at some point... um, all the multiple er all the multiple Earths would collapse uh, really just to form only one Earth prime and that there would be some spillover. And of course, she is some of that spillover. Um, but this is where we begin to get the differences in the stories. Um, she's very, not confused, but she's sort of like, so what's the deal with all your tattoos? You know, Kate's like, I don't have tattoos on your earth. She's like, no, you don't. But uh, more importantly, she tells the story of uh, really what happened with them. And I mean, yes, there was a car accident. That's where their mother died. But if you remember uh, on this earth, when this accident happened, you know, Kate did not climb back into the car to rescue her sister, Beth. Uh, She thought that all of them would end up going over the ravine or over the bridge. I mean, uh, you know, all she really did was kind of climb up a little bit on the bumper and reach out her hand. She was unable to save her. But <clears throat> Beth tells her that uh, on their earth, she's like, you know, Kate, you're my hero. You know, you you climbed in and uh, you, you were able to pull me out. But, you know, there was no way that you would have gotten our mother. Uh, Kate feels absolutely horrible and awful about it. But, you know, Luke gives her a little bit of a pep talk and, and kind of reminds her that, um, you know, that, uh, you know, it, it's not her fault, you know, that what happened to Beth on on their earth uh, and eventually with her becoming Alice you know it's not her fault at all because right around this time with Alice in custody Mouse uh, kind of un, un, unleashes their plan upon Gotham and that's to cap capture two of the sons of some of the prime movers and shakers in Gotham uh, the chief of police and of course I'm sorry the police commissioner and of course the mayor as well um, and that's really what Luke says is you know Luke says you know it's not your fault that you couldn't save her, just as it's not your fault that these kids are captured. But right now, there is something that you can do about it. You can be Batwoman. Now, here's the interesting thing that we get is, you know, you remember last week's episode. Batwoman came out. She came out of the closet uh, very proudly declaring to her good friend Cara Danvers <laughs> that she is, in fact, a lesbian. And because of this, they're not going to turn on the bat signal. Now, the, the police commissioner came out and... Yeah, I mean, this was the big question is they're saying, are you not turning on the bat signal because of her declaration? Because she's declared that she is a lesbian. He's like, let's keep politics out of this Uh, and doesn't really give an answer. Um, Alice is in custody. She's in custody of the crows. Sophie is interrogating her. And despite Jacob's warnings, you know, because she confers with Jacob first and Jacob is just like, don't do anything. 
let her sit, let her stew, let Arkham take care of her, you know, she will get inside your head. And that's exactly what Alice does. Alice does get inside her head. She kind of tells here Sophie, I mean, she really tells Sophie her origin story. I mean, yes, we know um, that she escaped from the car. Uh, she kind of swam ashore. She was rescued by a man by the name of Cartwright, who had a young son named Jacob, who eventually went on to become Mouse. Uh, you know, Alice, Beth, Alice, however you want to call it, and Mouse did become good friends, and Cartwright, of course, was a very evil and sadistic man who was trying to perfect this skin grafting, this skin molding technique to make his son look normal again. So we know all this, but Alice actually dives much deeper into it there because um, what we're getting here is, you know, Mouse delivers the ultimatum. He's like, look, I got these two Gotham Golden Boys here, and if you don't deliver Alice by whatever it is, midnight, whatever, nine o'clock, whatever time it is, uh, you know, I'm going to kill them, basically. So the city is pretty much in turmoil. GCPD has no clue what to do, yet they refuse to turn on the the, the bat signal and summon Batwoman. Um, Batwoman, though, is just like, I don't need the bat signal. I'm going to take care of this myself. Uh, and she races, uh, she's actually going to race back to the Batcave when she's intercepted by mouse um you know a truck hits her it's the wonderland gang they pretty much take her hostage and now she's the third hostage there uh she's tied inside a car in a scrapyard uh, along with the police commissioner's son and the mayor's son and um they call pretty much sophie or they call yeah they call sophie pretty much and uh they have kate deliver the ultimatum and kate very smart here uh actually kind of uses a code that they use back in military school where you know sophie just asks her like are you okay and she's just like well remember survivor train survival training and how we got through that together and you know sophie's like i do and she says good so you know that no matter what don't let alice go don't or no let alice go let alice go uh, this is a code. Um, when she references the survival training, uh, it's a code that they developed between the two of them that any statement they repeated twice meant do the opposite. So Sophie knows to not release Alice at all. However, Alice is going on. She's, she's telling the story and basically how Mouse befriended her, brought her a cat who they named Chessie after the Cheshire cat, of course, in Alice in Wonderland. This is where we're going. Um, we discover that young Beth is a I don't want to say an expert, but she's a pretty good seamstress. She actually makes a little sweater for the cat. And when Cartwright sees this, uh, he later discovers the cat. He discovers a little sweater. He realizes, hey, you know, he was unable to stitch, the, stitch these skin grafts together. They they never looked right. But Beth, with her little fingers and, and you know, just her skill, she's actually able to stitch these skin grafts together and actually heal Jacob, uh, who she does name Mouse. Um, the thing is, is again, you know, we see her really trying to escape and uh, not so much escape, but, but just really wishing for escape to the point where Cartwright actually shows her a newspaper clipping showing that her father, Jacob, has in fact remarried to uh, Catherine. So, you know, these events kind of lead to Beth transforming into Alice.
you know, really like when things seem very hopeless for her, she looks at the her copy of Alice in Wonderland that Mouse gave to her. And there's it was hard to see on the screen, but, you know, there's kind of like a quote, like, why worry about yesterday when you could do something about tomorrow? She basically then and there decides to become Alice. And this is we see the birth of Alice. However, <clears throat> we have a crisis on our hands here. You know, we have three hostages uh, demanding that Alice be released. Um it is actually Beth who says to, when she meets Mary, she says, you know, look, you know, I, I look like her. I essentially am her. What if I pretend to be her? Uh, she actually tells this to Luke, <laughs> you know, because when she comes looking for Kate, Luke, who <laughs> is just unable to lie, pretty much blurts out that, you know, hey, she's kidnapped. Oh, and by the way, the person who kidnapped her is you. He pretty much explains the whole Alice thing. Thank God, you know, that he doesn't reveal that, oh, by the way, Kate is Batwoman. <laughs> Thank God he doesn't do that. I'm kind of surprised he didn't. Um, but like I said, you know, Beth comes up with this idea, this crazy idea that she will impersonate uh, Alice. So she goes there and um, Mouse is very relieved to see her, but it's very not confused but he's upset you know because she said up oh, they released me now a deal's a deal so just release them and he's like you know why you know she had no problem meeting kate she had no problem living her life without you you know you should live your life without her and this is you know this is kind of going back to if you remember I believe it was the last episode when um, Alice and Mouse are having a tea party at Catherine's grave and, uh, you know, Mouse kind of tells um, Alice that, look, as long as Kate is Batwoman and thinks that she could change you and help you out, she'll never become part of our family. He never wanted her as part of the family. It's just, it's Mouse and Alice and that's it. So when Alice is kind of saying... Well, they freed me, turnabout is fair play, we need to free them. He's like, no, you know, we, should, we shouldn't we should do that. And then he gets suspicious because uh, Alice, in air quotes there, is kind of looking around. She looks nervous and uh, he, he gives a code word, which when they would do these flashbacks and they're talking about communication, you know, Sophie was talking about the communication or the secret code that she, uh, that she and Kate had. Alice is like, well, Mouse and I had her own secret little code. And it's, uh, you know, a couple of quotes from, of course, from Alice in Wonderland. And Mouse uses it, you know, basically it's something like, you know, are there any lions and bears about? And and Alice, fake Alice here, who's really Beth, is like, what are you talking about? And that's when he realizes that she's an imposter. Uh, he ends up throwing her in the trunk of the car where uh, Kate and the other two men are, and he sets it on fire. But, you know, Kate, what's great about this episode is, is you know, Kate really not until the very end dons the bad suit at all, yet she is very much Batwoman in this episode here. Uh, you know, she's um, using her ingenuity, uh, She's, you know, she's in a, a scrapped car, essentially, and she breaks off a like a shifter and she's able to escape from it. Uh, she's then, uh, you know, she fights off the Wonderland gang. She uh, even though the car is on fire, she does free the two boys. Like I said, the police commissioner and the mayor's son. Then she tries to get Beth out. And it really looks like for a minute there that she's going to have to kind of leave her again. But Kate is very determined this time. She's not going to give up and she does end up freeing her. Uh, however, though, you know, Alice, um, Alice is always one step ahead of everybody. Uh, you know, Sophie, right before the deadline, decides to let her go, not realizing that, uh, you know, way back in the beginning of this episode, Alice demanded her copy of Alice in Wonderland. It's very special to her. And really what it is, is uh, we find out later on that when Cartwright 
uh, discovered uh, the copy of Alice in Wonderland, discovered the cat and discovered, you know, really just that, you know, Beth is still pining away for her family. He, he rips the book in half. Later on, um, Mouse comes back with some fishing line and basically, you know, she stitches the book back together with the fishing line. So when they go to take Alice to Arkham, they weren't going to free her. Sorry that I said that. When they're going to take Alice to Arkham, so uh, Sophie picks up the book. She picks up the copy of Alice in Wonderland and it falls apart. And she kind of thinks for a second. Then she's like, oh, my God, the fishing line. It's too late. Alice uses the fishing line to essentially, it's actually pretty cool what she does. I, I mean, you know, she does kill the two guards, but uh, really just the way she fights with fishing line, it's absolutely amazing. She then confronts Sophie at gunpoint and, and pretty much says that like, look, yeah, I was locked in a room. I was locked in a cage, uh, but you, my dear, are locked in a cage of your own doing, meaning that Sophie is in the closet, that she's never reconciled the fact that, you know, she's, she's look, She's not bisexual. She's not that, you know, she is like Kate. She is lesbian, but she's locked herself away in a closet, which Alice says is her own personal hell. Uh, you know, Alice then escapes. Um, so really, you know, this episode begins to wrap up uh, and we see uh, a few things happen here. So Sophie goes to uh, what I'm going to assume is Blackgate prison uh, to talk to Jacob and, you know, really apologize. She's like, I should have listened to you. I shouldn't have let her get in my head. Jacob's like, no, it's absolutely fine because he goes, look, if we did anything uh, to her, to Alice uh, while she was in Crow's custody, we could be held liable for it. She's a fugitive now. He goes, we got to put a bullet in her. Um, you know, we see, uh, we see Kate and Beth celebrating their birthday, uh, at Kate's bar, which is called the Hold Up. I love it. it it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's her, her, it's, uh, the, the lesbian bar that she's, uh, refurbishing and, uh, hopefully it's going to get up and running soon. So, you know, they're celebrating there and, uh, all of a sudden, right at the very end, Beth kind of gets like a crushing headache. Uh, we hear, like a high-pitched noise, like a whining noise, and she's doubling over in pain. As soon as she does that, we cut to Alice wandering an alley, and the same thing happens to her. What does this mean? The only thing I could think it, it, it could mean, and and again, like I said, we, we do see the spillover of um, people from other Earths kind of spilling over here into Earth Prime at the end of Crisis. Like I said, we are seeing that in Supergirl, but uh, really what we've seen over there in Supergirl is... We're seeing people come through that really don't exist anymore on the on Earth Prime. This is an instance where, you know, we actually have two Beths. So my thinking is, you know, it's physics. Two bodies can't occupy the same space. You know, uh, yes, it's a whole multiverse thing, space-time continuum, whatever. It's the only, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's the only way I could really logically kind of explain what really happened here is, you know, it's sort of like uh, Earth Prime or this new universe now is like, oh, wait a minute, we got two of the same thing here, you know, one of them shouldn't be here, so what's going to happen? We're going to have to wait till the next episode. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram, Stuff You Don't Need to Know is there. I post pictures about the stuff that I talk about. Um, throw up a poll every once in a while. I also want to give shout outs to some other podcasts. Uh, as you know, I do, am involved in a couple other podcasts uh, with my friend Pete. I do enter the nerd zone. Anywhere you find this podcast, you'll be able to find that one. Uh, with my friend John, uh, I'm doing a podcast called Our Story, which is an American history podcast. 
And right now it's not as widely distributed as uh, some of the other podcasts out there. But if you head over to Anchor and you do a search for Our Story, O-U-R-S-T-O-R-Y, uh, you should be able to find it. And like I said, if you're a fan of American history, let John and I uh, talk about some of the things that we enjoy. Speaking of my good friend, John, uh, he and my buddy Alan have a podcast called Nerd and Me. Uh, it's a great podcast about geek and nerd topics with a heavy, heavy spin towards the 80s the greatest decade that there ever was. Finally, I want to give one more shout out to another podcast out there. That's Kevin and John's Big Stupid Podcast. Uh, really, again, anywhere you find this podcast, uh, you'll be able to find that one as well. That's Kevin and John's Big Stupid Podcast. I want to give them a shout out. Uh, you guys should take a listen to it. This is Jay, and I will talk to you guys later.